dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Realist Methodology by Sarah Griffiths. Since January 2019, I've been a research fellow on the Dementia Person Aligned Care Team project at the University of Plymouth a project developing and evaluating a dementia support worker intervention based in primary care. DPACT is using a realist informed approach to developing programme theory. My background was in speech and language therapy and lecturing. I had experience of qualitative research, but until DPACT did not know much about realist methodology. I'm about to move on to a new post on another dementia project, And I've been reflecting that over the last two and a half years, I've learned so much about this area. In this blog, I hope to offer up just a flavour of this learning to researchers who are unfamiliar with realist inquiry and might want to explore its potential for their own research. Historically, intervention evaluations have asked the question, does this intervention work? I.e., if an intervention is implemented, is there a positive result? A kind of A to B binary approach. Realist methodology is a theory-driven approach to developing and evaluating interventions, examining what happens in between A and B, recognising that people, not interventions, create change. An intervention is not going to work for all people, so the question is, what works, for whom, how, and in what circumstances? Ray Pawson and Nick Tilley, influenced by the philosophy of critical realism, were originators of realist evaluation in the 1990s. Theories are usually constructed around context, mechanism, outcome, or CMO configurations. Contexts are elements that pre-exist the intervention. For instance, environmental and cultural factors, policies, demographics, people's existing belief systems, etc. Mechanisms are both opportunities offered by the intervention, or mechanism resources, and the psychological or behavioural responses to the resources, mechanism responses. Outcomes are the result of an interaction between context and mechanisms. For example, Handley et al. in 2017 developed theory on how to improve dementia-friendly hospital care expressed through a series of CMO statements, such as where behaviours that challenge and I know that's an outdated term, but that's how the authors wrote it. Where it behaviours that challenge are understood as communication of an unmet need, context, through training, resources and support from experts in dementia care, mechanism resource, staff will feel that they've improved capacity and capability to influence the situation, mechanism response, making it more likely that they'll identify and address the need outcome. Developing realist theory involves synthesising a wide range of information obtained usually through mixed methods, at the same time placing a high value on qualitative approaches. Theory is developed iteratively. For instance, in DPACT, we developed an early version of our intervention theory, the mechanism resources offered by a dementia support worker intervention, the mechanism responses these might lead to, and the hypothesised outcomes. This was informed by literature and discussions with patient and public involvement contributors, as well as interviews and focus groups with various stakeholders, for instance, people with dementia, carers and field experts. This early version was articulated as a set of CMO type statements, 
Initial theory informed the development of a prototype written manual and practitioner training. Later, initial theory was tested out in practice through a feasibility study with dementia support workers based in a small number of GP practices. Several further iterations of theory were then based on analysis of new data sources, for example, interviews with people with dementia and carers receiving the intervention, interviews and informal discussions with dementia support workers and their supervisors, and video and audio recordings of support interactions. Realist interviewing techniques, see Pawson 1996 and Manzano 2016 for example, can be used whereby a researcher presents aspects of current intervention theory to interviewees for them to consider, relate to their own experiences and feedback whether the theory is valid or whether alternative explanations could be considered. This can be achieved with some people with dementia and carers where questions are not too abstract. For instance, we're thinking that the dementia support worker could support people to keep doing the things they like to do. How's this happened for you? What did this lead to? How did it make you feel? And so on. With practitioners, it's sometimes possible to be even more explicit about testing out theories, perhaps by showing them parts of CMO statements and asking for their feedback. Each time we refined theory, this informed refinements to the manual and training. What I like about realist methodology. I like how realist approaches sit in the middle ground between two extremes on a spectrum of research paradigms regarding how ontology or reality and epistemology or knowledge are construed. At one extreme, positivists believe reality is out there to be discovered and can be measured. Deductive thinking is key. Research starts from theory and tests whether observations match expectations. At the other end of the spectrum, for constructivists, there's no single reality. People construct their own realities. Inductive reasoning is key. Theories are built from the data. Realists sit somewhere between the two, believing that there's a reality out there, but how people construct their own realities is also of great interest. Realists accept that we may only ever partially uncover reality. But through testable theory and eclectic methods of inquiry, the aim is to reach the closest possible, good enough explanation. I also like how, especially in the initial theory development stages, researchers can use their own hunches and creative imagination combined with evidence in order to create theories, which will later be tested out, and hunches will be either thrown out or evidence. Finally, I like how you can look back at early versions of theory and see how your knowledge and understanding of how an intervention might work or not work has grown, become more nuanced and more useful for informing real-world practice with all its complexities and ever-changing contexts. Most healthcare interventions are complex, with many interacting components which don't necessarily act in a linear fashion. Realist informed methods are ideal for developing new interventions and testing out how they might or might not work in a variety of real world settings. What I have found challenging. Although there are some papers which provide a guide to analysing data to inform realist theory building, this is an emerging field. My colleagues and I have had to explore how best to use data analysis tools like MVivo to code data deductively and inductively against CMO-type theory statements, 
This process has been a bit trial and error. However, we're currently writing a journal article that will explain our analytic process and how we refined it over time, hopefully adding to the growing literature on realist analysis. Whilst drawing on multiple data sources and other information, it can be difficult to keep track of where ideas have come from. Sometimes a sudden clarity over something that was uncertain can arise from a discussion with a stakeholder or another researcher or a piece of literature. And then this is incorporated into the intervention theory. It's important to keep a track of the reasons for all these little refinements at every stage, which is not always easy. Throughout my post on the DPAT project, I've been on a realist adventure. I've attended some courses run by the Centre for Advancement in Realist Evaluation and Synthesis, or CARES, which I found really helpful and enjoyable. Some informative webinars, as well as details on courses, can be found on the CARES website. I also joined a realist reading group, and then got asked to step in and run the group when the usual facilitator went on maternity leave. Even though at that stage I felt a little out of my comfort zone, I said yes and didn't regret it. Preparing for group meetings accelerated my learning no end, so I can highly recommend getting involved with a realist reading group or setting one up. I think I've now become a realist thinker. I'm hoping someone will give me a badge. And I'll continue to develop my skills in applying realist principles as a dementia researcher involved in developing and evaluating complex interventions. This blog has covered only a snippet of the realist research world, but I hope it has inspired other researchers to find out more. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.